I'm Chelsea Zaccato. And I'm Natalie Heacock. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, afternoon, whatever. (laughs) Hey, depends on where you're located. I know, right? (laughs) Chelsea is really good at um, time change. It's like one of her specialties. And so I only go to Chelsea when I need to understand time change. I don't know if I want that label. I don't know if I'm good at it. (laughs) I am not good at it at all. Like, I'm terrible at it. My body is in this one and this one only, no matter where I go. I mean, it's always central time for this boy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think what Natalie struggles with is understanding, like, when you're scheduling something the, really hard it's really hard <laughs> like when we were in portland and we were scheduling meetings for traders market in ohio i can't do it i just <laughs> because then it's confusing too because your computer stays at your home mm-hmm. time but your calendar can change if you're looking on your phone versus your computer yeah. it's just i can't do it yeah and the best thing to do is to just change it on the calendar invite to whatever time zone you're going to be in so you know that it's in like even no matter what happens if you stay in in pacific time or whatever you schedule on the calendar eastern if you're going to be in eastern and then that way it's going to look weird on your calendar until you get to eastern time because you're like why am i having a meeting at 5 a.m but when you get to eastern time then it makes sense and that's how you live your life guys come back for chelsea's tips and tricks yeah or to stay in your time zone forever and then never leave when it's easy. <laughs> never travel. <laughs> exactly. That's the other one. How was your weekend, Trent? Oh, it was very good, very hectic and very busy. Um, you know, lots of family stuff going on. Um then I had uh my dad came up and visited after the weekend because we had kind of a fun little weekend plan for my dad and I. So I'll tell you a fun little quick story that's giant nerdy stuff going on here. So real quick, TLDR, when I was younger, I used to be a big wrestling fan with my dad, okay? So we used to always watch all the WWF pay-per-views and things like that when I was younger. And, you know, then I obviously, I grew up and I, you know, fell off from it a lot of times because, you know, started watching, you know, other sports and things like that. Well, my wife got me back into wrestling a few years ago with these random biography documentaries about the wrestlers I used to watch, like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started watching a little bit. And then I got a little bit of the bug because I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to go to a WrestleMania and I never got to go to one when I was a kid because I was a kid. So my wife and I went to WrestleMania a few years ago. So my dad's been kind of doing like, you know, kind of a cute, cool dad thing would do, which he's been following the wrestling along with me, kind of like getting into it as well. So he has something, you know, to kind of talk with me and bond about. So early this year, I had surprised him with tickets because they have one of the big four events that they have in wrestling is it was going to be in Chicago. It's called Survivor Series. So it's just down the street, like at the Allstate Arena. So I ended up taking him to this event and we had... First of all, amazing seats of this thing. And I got to tell you what, like, this was seriously probably, like, the coolest event, like, like I can recall being to for years. I mean, it was the it was just an electric environment, which sounds nerdy because, you know, it is. But it was just super fun because of it. They had this thing called War Games where they have the steel cage. And they have two rings in it and everyone's fighting back and forth. 
and whatnot. And it was just really exciting. So my dad got to see all these wrestlers he's been following for the past few years with me for the first time because he hadn't been to a live event since 1989. So I mean, oh my gosh. And then the cherry on the top was just that they had, if anyone has ever watched wrestling or heard of this, you may have even heard of him. There's a wrestler called CM Punk. You may have heard of him before. He's pretty well known just because he's kind of a controversial figure across sports across the world. He left the WWE and became a UFC fighter and got the heck beat out of him a couple times so he had a surprise <laughs> return that was giantly huge because he's from chicago and he had had a falling out with his company like 10 years ago and no one thought he would ever come back and so he did and i have to tell you like it was the coolest thing like i'm still getting goosebumps thinking about it now just because like when he came out it was seriously the loudest roar i have probably honestly ever heard in my life next to when we were at wrestlemania and stone cold steve austin came out like it was <laughs> it's so cool when it's a surprise Oh my gosh. And it like, and it was just something where it was such an organic thing. I mean, the video is, is all over the internet. I mean, ESPN, everyone's put it out there. I mean, anyone can find it, but I mean, it was insane. It's been the most watched video ever by WWE in like their history as of already. Wow. Wow. And it, it's just, it was just a surreal moment just to have that. And it was really cool to be able to be there and, you know, be able to do it with my dad since, like I said, he hadn't been to an event for so long. And so it was just kind of a real fun, special moment for. Oh, that's so cool. So that's nice. nerd thing, but, you know, it's fun. WrestleMania it, is um like they're acting, right? Oh, you couldn't say. Uh, is it fake? Yes. So it's all fake, but it's not. So what I mean by that, the everything is scripted. But with that being said, what they're doing still look like heck. I mean, you can't not get thrown off the top of a turnbuckle or thrown off the top of a cage onto a mat and not have it hurt like heck. So they yeah. are absolutely getting hurt, but it's all scripted, the outcomes and things of that nature. And it's and they're jacked. a still popper for adults or, you know, <laughs> adults that have stunted growths, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can get for almost right? like mad. still really strong. Like, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So I just started watching it more because I just like the athleticism now because it's. I mean, when you look at what they do now, like the like the flips, and it's just crazy what these people put themselves through. Like, I think it's a really neat thing. And the stories are kind of fun to follow. Like, I don't follow that much like aggressively now because I just don't have the time, but. It is kind of a fun thing that I've I've enjoyed getting back into just, you know, to kind of, you know, do stuff like that with my dad and be able to take, you know, my wife she went with. And now we're actually going to take my daughter to one in uh, March just because she's asked to go to see one. So, oh, you have a fun little, so little, fun. Little, little, little thing to do. So that's my giant nerd stuff I do. I love I love it. <laughs> I think you're rubbing off on me because I was never like a big like live events type person, like mm-hmm. concerts or anything before starting this podcast with you and now <laughs> this upcoming year i think i'm going to three concerts which is like insane for me like that's crazy in one year three in one year are two of the throw taylor swift <laughs> only one one's taylor <laughs> one's taylor one's my um secret love zach bryan <laughs> and then uh nick and i are gonna go to post malone which i'm like oh that's right well, that'll be great he's so he seems like such a cool guy i've never like i don't know him as well as i feel like i should have but he just seems super cool and I yeah like i'm excited group. and i'm so stoked because he's gonna come out with a country album oh really where's, cool. he, where's he playing at uh, playing we're gonna Portland? see him at the waste management um is open. Forum? golf is... tournament <laughs> is it called like okay. waste management pga Okay. I don't know. He performs on the golf course. Oh, my goodness. That's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. So um, I really got to look up the words of what that thing is called. Nick would kill. I thought it was the Waste Management Open. 
open. That's the word. Yeah, that could be it. Yep, yep. That sounds fair. It's just for the term. If it's for a term, open sounds a lot cooler than golf tournament. Yeah, it does. <sighs> well, anyway. that's awesome. Now, how many are you doing next year, Chelsea? Because we got to push you. All I know is the Taylor Swift one so far. So, well, I'm doing two of the three with Natalie. I'm going to do Zach Bryan and Taylor. Okay. So, um, I don't think I can't. I don't. Oh, we did. Well, we told you at Trader's Market, right? We got Vancouver tickets. Yep. To see Taylor Swift, yeah, and um, I have t- Toronto tickets, and I'm I gave them to my husband to take his best friend. So, um, the oh, Toronto tickets actually fall. Now? What's that? You're not going to Toronto now? No, actually, the Toronto one falls on Traders Market the Thursday of Traders Market. So this actually works out better for everyone. Oh goodness, I didn't even realize that. Oh, yeah, so oh my goodness, November fourteenth. But my husband's best friend Joel really wants to go. They tried to get tickets in Toronto. And I made an agreement with Adam that I would, if he agrees that he'll go and take Joel, he can have the tickets. Because <laughs> I knew he wouldn't want to go. <laughs> but he's going, apparently. So that, It's fun. Like, I went with my wife and I had a blast. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Honestly. I think he'll have a good time. And the agreement is also that we have to nonstop listen to Taylor for the for the next year so he can know some of the songs. I feel like this is weighted heavily towards you, this agreement. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's basically been wins. <laughs> He's going to love it. He's going to come out of that and be a big fan. And it's going to be funny to see two, like, two bros going to Taylor Swift. Just just the two of them alone. Yeah. Oh. Like, hey, where are your girlfriends? Uh, no, no, no. It's just us. Yeah. Like, hmm, okay. And we're both happily taken. We're not trying to hit on women. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> Note the happily part. Okay. <laughs> um... You know, I love how we always find a way to bring it back to Taylor on this. Always. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's like clockwork. It has to happen, though, right? It just has to. It's all about, yeah. it's all about T-Swift. It's all about her. All about her. About T-Swift. So should we talk about the news? Okay. Um, I guess we got to talk about that as well then, right? <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, it was actually in, in the past two weeks were surprisingly decently busy considering that, you know, a good chunk of it was holiday related so it's kind of dead during that but there's actually still some pretty cool decent stuff that happened i mean like you know decent news wise so i'm gonna kind of stick with our normal formatting as you know we're starting to try to get everyone more accustomed to you know starting with the you know acquisitions curtailments then the movers and shakers legal then market updates and then you know like the big story this one hint ah um so to start off with acquisitions um I don't believe we talked about this one last week because I think this came out right after we had recorded. So if I did talk about this, I apologize. I'm 99% sure we didn't. Um, That Woodgrain announced that they were going to acquire Trimco Millwork. Mm -hmm. So Trimco got a couple, they have a, I think, I believe it was three different sites um, throughout like kind of the Rocky Mountain area, Boise, Salt Lake City, and Denver. Yeah, Denver. Denver is the locations I have there. So you know, uh, Woodgrain's been making a handful of these, uh, well, actually make more than a handful. I mean, they've been making some pretty big ones, you know, that acquire quite a few locations over the past couple of years. So, I mean, they're just expanding like crazy these days. Yeah, that big one being Hutting Building Products. That was a really big acquisition. Oh, yeah. That was a huge one. Shout out to whoever does Woodgrain's merch. They have my favorite, probably my favorite merch at Trader's Market. Other than the new look all of hoodies, which is <laughs> pumped because they were the most hoodies ever. That Chilton hoodie? Uh, yeah. yeah, me and Trent got special hoodies. Oh, your Nala hoodies. I yes. thought you meant a blue book hoodie. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> not yet. Oh, I, you know, you don't feel a blue book. 
um, button-down shirt and a collared shirt, so we're making progress on there. But That's true. Those Nala hoodies are there, as the kids say, those there. I are. <laughs> no one says that, just for the record. No one says that. But they're vibey. Yeah. I mean, those are special edition. They only made like six. So um, really you know what I think you should do with those Nala hoodies is that you should find a place and I want you both to go get your last names screen printed on the back. Onto the back. Yeah, like committee yeah. members, Zacato or whatever they were. Yeah, we put our our like uh, numbers on there. Yes, there you go. How about yours active on the committee? <laughs> yeah. Active committee member. Okay, but just to circle back real quick, what what kind of swag did they have? Why was it so cool? Would um, they were it was hats. There were hats, and I really liked them. Like they, it was like a. Well, you can't see me if you're listening to this, but um, it was like a logo. It it wasn't their logo, I don't think, but it was like wood grain. Surprise! It was wood grain uh, <laughs> on their hat, but it looked really cool. I need to find a picture. So you're saying that wood grain had wood grain. On their hat, but it was actually wood grain logo. It was just wood grain. Yes, exactly. That's not confusing. Okay, we're good. Not confusing. Um, cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. All righty, moving on. Um, next one. Um, Home Depot. So they had entered an agreement to acquire Construction Resources parent company, which is called International Designs Group. I was not overly familiar with either of these companies, to be fair. Uh, to be honest, beforehand. Um, these are not necessarily right in my direct wheelhouse of what I tend to, you know, oversee a lot. So I had to kind of look a little bit more at this. It seems like so from what it says is that this international designs group is a platform company that owns and operates the construction resources and construction resources is a leading distributor of design oriented surfaces applications or I'm sorry, appliances and architectural specialty products for professional contractors focused on renovation, remodeling, residential home building and multifamily. So you can see how there's a lot of, I hate this word, and I almost said it without warning you, synergy um, between um, Home Depot and, you know, the company they're acquiring there. But, you know, that's why I said I wasn't kind of really familiar because it's not really in my direct wheelhouse of what I really personally cover a lot. Or I'm not sure if it would be one that you'd heard of before. Ugh, I hate that word. I didn't, I don't think I knew you hated it so much. Oh, I just, it, it was so overused so much for so long. And now every time I say it, I kind of get a little twitch and I cringe. <laughs> feel dirty inside. It's definitely a buzzword, but oh. it makes sense with what you're saying. And, you know, it's interesting because at the end of the day, it does, if it's a construction, if it's a design surface that will affect, in essence, lumber industry, right? Like yeah. probably some big lumber distribution companies that, um, and, and manufacturers that work with this company and so that's it's definitely relevant exactly how many uh do you know how many locations that the that company has or if are they one location where are they are honestly i have no i don't even think they referenced that um information in here it was a little bit more like higher level i don't mm. uh, yeah i'm not honestly sure really don't know international designs group okay well that's interesting news so on uh, the pivot to another, um, this is more of a acquisition says divestiture on our side more so. Um, building industry partners, uh, which some people may be familiar because they own, they are invested in some other companies. Um, they have a subsidiary called U.S. Fence Solutions um, Company. They own a lot of like fencing companies. They recently had divested one of their companies called Ideal Fencing Corp LLC to um, another. Um, kind of a holding company, so to speak, or it is what they are called, Soil Nail Holdings. Don't know why they went with that name. I don't know what the name is. I'd never heard of them before. Interesting. 
but it says that they're an investment platform um, lead, uh, focused on leading commercial contractors throughout North America. But the key thing is that it's an affiliate of KKR, and they're um, kind of like a public company that is, is like a, like an equity type company that has this mm-hmm. a public one that owns all these different companies throughout there. So they're basically essentially, from what is worded here, are backed by them, you know, indirectly. <laughs> so... Yeah, they'd um, just uh, finalize up on that one. The U.S. fence had held on to Ideal for about six years before they divested them and grown pr- they'd grown them pretty decently as well. You know, kind of a typical concept, you know, kind of acquiring them and trying to build it up before, you know, divesting it to someone else. So they've done a good job of it. They've been killing it recently. All righty. Now let's move on to curtailments and expansions. So... We're going to start here with what would be otherwise I would use as what everyone needs to know article because this is the biggest news article I've seen so far, you know, this week coming out, which is Boise Cascade curtailed lumber operations in Chapman, Alabama. So they just announced this this morning. So I think game is kind of a shock to a lot of people that they have an indefinite curtailment for their lumber production in Chapman, Alabama. Um, the curtailment's going to affect about 80 people that are um, obviously the employees for them. Um, they did note that the plywood operations at that Chapman location are not part of the curtailment, so they are going to be ongoing still um, at this point in time. So, um, uh, the one of the- you don't love to see that right before Christmas, you know? Exactly. That's just a really rough timing that you don't want to know about. Um, now, at least the one. For like a better way to say it, and I don't want to say positive, but the good thing is at least it's a more of a larger notice than directly before. You know, I've seen some that are like literally the week before. So at least it gives them a little bit more time because it does say that um, the operations will um, officially cease on January 28th. So I'm not sure if they're going to tier, you know, when they're letting people go. So, I mean, it might give their, they said they are going to try to work with people to help place them um, locally, I believe is what they had said here. Um, So, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to do Sorry. So. When I see curtailment, my brain thinks like temporary, and I didn't realize that this is not temporary. This is a permanent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an indefinite one, which now I'm always confused, and I'd be interested to look and clarify this, um, that when it says indefinite curtailment, I feel like the way I read that personally, that means that it's curtailed forever, but not permanently. You know, like a permanent <laughs> curtailment means that it's shutting down. Well, this is indefinite. It means like that could theoretically be operating again if market conditions and you know investment conditions make sense of it right it's like you could walk in and turn the switch on and it would still run whereas if it's permanent it's like oh let's sell off some stuff sell off some assets exactly that's how i take it now i'd be interested if someone could you know message in if i'm completely incorrect on that but just from going over these and the wording a lot that's what i've gathered from it you know throughout you know the past handful of years i've been doing this so like I said, I mean, maybe it could also be different company to company, but that's just how I've interpreted it going, I mean, now and going forward personally. And uh, I wonder what uh, kind of lumber they process there. Maybe probably like a Southern, probably Southern Yellow Pioneer. That's what I would guess. Yeah. I'm not, I could, I'm sure I could check internally in our system and see. Um, but yeah, I would guess with Southern Yellow Pioneer would be my guess. Now, um, now in a similar vein of kind of what we we're talking about the curtailments, there's another curtailment um, that's extended. So this kind of goes on to the you know curtailment aspect that we're talking about, which is Canfor announced that they're getting they've extended their curtailment at their um, sawmill in Bear Lake, British Columbia, north of Prince George, called Polar uh, Sawmill. So um, the curtailment is a result of shortage of economically available fiber in the region. It's expected to be in place for a period of approximately six more months so 
obviously, you know, once again, you know, not a huge fan of hearing curtailments, but once again, temporary, much better than permanent, obviously, as we kind of were just speaking of. Um, and they did note that the curtailment will remove approximately 140 million board feet of production over the next six months, which is nothing, wow. you know, sneeze about. So now that we're all super depressed talking about curtailment, can we talk about some expansions? Yeah. All right, there we go. So on the other end of the spectrum, expansion-wise, not in the same area per se, but 84 Lumber announced that they were expanding um, in California. So they're opening up some more branches there as well as some... Um, as a component plant in Bakersfield, which is, I believe they said a trust plant. Yes, a trust plant in Bakersfield, California, as well as a framing yard there. So pretty cool to see them expanding a little bit more so and kind of, you know, increasing their footprint throughout the West Coast and everything. So nice to see. Very exciting. So moving on from the expansions and curtailments uh, and go into kind of the general and you know, illegal economic section, so to speak. Um, first thing I always like to get into because it's in a very big one is the Building Gurus article where um, it had come out um, a couple of weeks ago, right be- a little bit before Thanksgiving. Um, and the article was about using behavioral interview questions to get better answers. So I thought that if anyone is you know doing any interviews ever or ever has a chance to do them, it's an amazing article to read. It gave incredible insight on how to do it, how to kind of ask questions like that and put them into like, in the midst of other questions. So you're not, you're really kind of, you know, honing in on what you want to get. And I gave some tips on how to really, you know, dive deeper, not let them get away with general generic answers and really, you know, kind of hone in on specific questions and specific answers. So you can really kind of get an idea of what they've done in the past. Cause that can be indicative of what they're going to be doing going forward. So highly recommend. One of the biggest things I learned in college about interviews is the behavioral questions and making sure that they're open-ended and then how to follow up on those. Like, you don't just ask a question, and then be like, okay, next. Yep. you know, like trying to, but sometimes when you're in an interview, if I don't ask a follow-up question, it means I'm not interested in the answer. <laughs> Just FYI. FYI. <laughs> nope, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. So, oh. I, yeah, I mean, I think this is a great article. You can get a lot of information from you or even get some straight examples, you know, that you could just take to be able to put into action right away. So, once again, highly recommend reading that. Now over to the other econ stuff. Uh, Lowe's recently reported their third quarter results. So kind of in line with what, you know, we've spoken about some of the other similar types of companies, you know, was, you know, sales were down compared to, you know, a quarter before, but not like insane for lack of a better way to say it. So what I mean by that? So their net earnings um, there or their EPS, I should say, was three dollars and six cents for this quarter. Now that is compared to the last quarter, which when you take out the impairment charge, which had to do with their divestiture from, from the Lowe's Canada, um, their actual EPS of that quarter was $3.27. So it, it's not as major as it looks, because if you look at it without the impairment charge, <laughs> the EPS was $0.25. Cents. So if you look at $3.06 compared to $0.25, cents, it looks pretty terrible. But, you know, that, a little yeah. bit more to that. <laughs> so... I mean, the, the, like we've spoken about before, so I'm not going to go super in-depth. You know, they, they decreased a lot of it's due to, you know, the um, do-yourself discretionary spending down, being down. But they also had, you know, some contractors and pro people, which are kind of picking up some of the slack, so to speak. So, you know, same kind of story in a macro sense that we've been kind of hearing. So, once again, it'll be much more, it'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out through the remainder of this year and, you know, what the year and results end up being. So, we can kind of see what that looks like for next year going forward. So on to lumber pricing. This is really let's 
Uh, Madison's lumber pricing for the week ending in November 24th. Um, so Black Friday, as we, as we all know it around here. Um, the price at that point was 447, which is up by two and a half percent or eleven dollars from the week ending um, the previous week ending at four hundred and thirty six dollars. So that's pretty good. We'll take it up. I'll take that up any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now on the um, the more the uh, kind of forecasting is side of everything like that. Um, National Association of Real Real uh, National Association of Realtors. So they uh, came out their 2024 forecast, or one of their chief economists did, so to speak. I don't, I don't want to say he's representing the, story, the whole organization, just himself. He was speaking about this. So just some of the highlights of what he was looking at, what he's projecting for 2024. He's expecting existing home sales will rise by um, 15%, and that mortgage rates will be between 6 and 7% by spring of 2024. Interestingly enough, we kind of spoke about some of this when um, I think you said, was your sister buying a house? One of your mm-hmm. your sister buying a house. So we were talking about mortgage rates at the end of the year and how we were thinking that they're going to be heading down, you know, because that's what we'd kind of seen the trend historically. So kind of fits in line with that of, you know, the thinking that they're hopefully going to be coming down and, you know, during this winter time, you know, up until the springtime. So I would yeah. imagine if they're at six to seven percent, I didn't, I'm not sure, don't quote it. I would imagine that at that point, being in the spring, then you don't, I would think that they would be the potential that could go up again then from there. That right. Means, looks like a certain, so. I think if we get into the six percent rate range, it's gonna activity is gonna pick up. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I saw this morning like seven point seven one or seven point seven five on a. I was looking at a listing and um, that was the rate that they were using for the example of like what your payment would be. I was like, yep. oh my gosh! <laughs> I thought I think I saw recently like seven point two ish. Two point close. Never leaving. Yeah. <laughs> my house is still for sale. FYI. Yep. Come visit. When's the next open house? <laughs> Not after the holidays. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, that's a good but point. If you want to see it, call my agent. There you go. CC. All right. And the last one on the kind of market update um, side is the U.S. Census Bureau's their monthly new residential construction report came out a couple weeks ago. Um, kind of similar story which we've seen recently. So building permits uh they were up from um the september rate by about one percent but they're about four and a half percent below the october rate of 2022 so similar kind of what we've spoken about the last month mm-hmm. housing starts um for october they were almost two percent above the september rate and then they were um once again about a little over four percent below what they were october of 2022 and then completions um there this is a this is one that was a um yeah this was similar kind of vein is that in october they were at a rate of um 4.6 below the september rate um but the but it's 4.6 percent above the october 22 rate so kind of the inverse we looked before was similar in line and whatnot mm-hmm. so you know nothing too too surprising there just in the context that we've kind of seen those numbers kind of been similar like that over the past three months more so than anything else now for the articles that you need to know about these are ones that just came out today which is there's two and the reason i'm doing two is because they both have one similar common denominator which is <laughs> um specialty building products llc which owns a whole lot of companies one that we actually had a little segment about the other day which is us lumber yeah uh, <laughs> they also own some other companies um 
DW Distribution, um, Remill Work, um, Amhart Limited, or Amhart, I'm sorry, they're going to go by that. Yeah, Limited now. Amhart, Snavely. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. Do they own Snavely? Weeks? No, no. they don't. Uh, Weeks no. own Snavely. Yeah, Weeks right, own Right, right, right. So um, they announced two distribution deals today, actually. So the first one is that um, Westlake Royal Building Products and expanded the partnership with directly with U.S. Lumber and Amherart. Um, they're going to start distributing more of their products, um, um, including these different um, um, branded, some of their different brands, specifically in markets like Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, that kind of an area. And on the other side, um, they also announced, like I said, especially building products that James Hardy distribution. Uh, I mean, they, they announced that <laughs> an increased distribution deal with James Hardy. Kind of mix that up. Sorry about that. <laughs> Where they're going to start distributing more of their products, um, specifically in the Oklahoma City, Kansas City, and the St. Louis distribution kind of market centers. Huh. So, it's a little bit more distribution deals there to kind of help, you know, grow their presence, you know, in these different markets. So, so yeah. interesting, you know, the whole world of like press releases and like I just, I'm so new to it and I was talking at Chelsea about it and how you can control your narrative and all this stuff. But it's like that's like me issuing a press release like, hey, Chelsea and I are going to be better friends now. We're going to work together more and I want everybody to know it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, were there like numbers attached to it or is it just more of like a, we're going to just do this together now? <laughs> or so I think a it, like this is a way you could almost look at it is almost like a availed advertisement. Does that make sense? It's kind of like it's a press release, but it's almost like an advertisement without being a direct advertisement, mm -hmm. you know, because it's kind of being able to pump up both brands and say, hey, look at here's something new we're bringing to the table, so to speak, that's not new, but new to us, so to speak. So it is kind totally. of almost like an ad, but in a press release type form. So, yeah. you know. It is kind of, I, I don't disagree. It's kind of a cool little, like, it, like a little niche thing that goes on there of how, you know, it's, it's a very fine line, though, because you got to be careful because if it becomes, you know, if they would word it differently, then it's somewhere, you know, we couldn't obviously run it if it's a blatant ad. If they're just like, right. come by, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're like, I can't run that. So, I mean, <laughs> there is, to be fair, a very fine line. But, you know, yeah, with all these distribution deals, it's become, you see uh, tons of those press releases kind of announcing that more than I released really recall. Now, maybe I just wasn't looking for them as much, but you see a lot right. more of that. Really interesting. It's a whole new world. Like it's a win-win for both sides. Uh, counting brain. I'm not using it. <laughs> hey, no, uh, like I said, free press and then all press is good press. Right. I don't know if I always agree with that one, but nonetheless, at least this one is free press, right? <laughs> yeah, people are talking about you. <laughs> exactly. Especially, especially building products. Talking about them twice today. <laughs> yeah, uh, and how could you not talk about them? They buy everything. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. But you know, it's for them. Yeah. Yeah, happy for them. Yeah, you awesome. Keep on building, baby. Well, great news today, Trent. Yeah, Trent, good job. Thanks for carrying this whole episode. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Thank you for, you know, everything. <laughs> I to keep my eyes uh, a little more open regarding wrestling. Yes. Pro, what do you call that kind of wrestling, though? Just, uh, just, just wrestling, not like, per, like yeah. WWE. Oh, yeah, WWE. Yeah, because there's different leagues that they have and by that i mean so they got like you know the equivalent of um like if they have how would you say because it's not like different teams so they have like wwe and AEW are the two main ones but they're very different like AEW is more for adults because it's got more of a raw thing they can be a little bit more like they let people like get cut because there's a thing called blading where people would like cut themselves and they would bleed and what stuff the something they used to do way back in the day yeah so 
That's it's too far. More, you have gone, Trent. It's a little more adult there. We're at the WWE. Don't go to that one, Trent. I'm not at yeah, the WWE. They're PG rated, so it's it's all like um, it's for kids more so. So you don't see blood ever when they do that. They don't use bad language. Do they, they don't get have, like, tested kids. to make sure they don't have any diseases in their blood? Oh yeah, yeah, they have to be. Yep. That's the most awful thing I've ever heard. Yep. Yeah. It goes back to they used to do that like back in the fifties and sixties. They would always do it like all the old people like Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair loves to do that. I don't know why. Why? Blows my mind. So they just take a a little tiny piece of a razor blade and they keep it on them like in their wristband. And they don't actually cut themselves hearts. It's a very superficial thing where you're barely touching it. But the goal is that you don't really bleed initially, but then on impact it can break open more because it's not really a real cut. If that makes sense. Like it just is there. It's like a superficial thing. What is this league called? This is called uh, AEW. It's all elite wrestling. Are you Trent? Are you into UFC at all? I used to be, but I I stopped watching it a little while ago. Um, mainly because, and I used to watch like literally every single pay per view with one of my good buddies, and my wife and I would go to them all the time too when they're around here. But the problem I had is that it became less of a we're fighting to win and we're fighting not to lose. Like, so you end up oh. seeing less submissions and KOs and people are trying to fight to decisions because if they lost a match, they moved down the card. So their goal was to be like, and this is not completely fair to everything, but this is what I personally felt. So instead of like fighting for like five rounds to maintain a championship, people would wrestle them down and kind of hold them down, winning on a point battle because then they, they knew that if they won that, they would keep their title, they'd get a better payday mm-hmm. and take less damage. It makes logical sense. I don't begrudge mm-hmm. anyone for that. But it's it's weird when you're one of the original people who watched when I watched back when it was like discipline versus discipline. They would have a boxer versus karate guy and it was just a complete mismatch. So you go from that to now and there's good and bad things about both of them. But I, I just liked it when there was a little bit more like when there's a little more parody in that. And that by that, I just mean that it was a little bit more aggression and people are trying to win. But, you know, not just, you know, kind of trying to play the safe game. But. It seems like you're seeing a little bit more of that these days with some of the younger guys, a little bit more hungrier and stuff coming up. But so all I'll say, I, I haven't been watching, honestly, really recently at all. I, I don't really have time to watch hardly any sports, period. So, I mean, the good thing about the thing I liked about wrestling is it's you can leave and then you can pick it up like months or years later. And it just takes like a week to be able to be like, oh, I get what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. all that matters. You're good to go. And then if nothing else, you can just watch them do the flips off the top of the cages and be like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, if you ever wanted your kids or anything to watch it, I would highly recommend the WWE one because the other one is much more gritty, adult focused, and it's not, or it's definitely not for kids right now. Through Trent, for all your knowledge, yes, thank you. Um, blowing my mind, useless stuff. <laughs> and I, for sure, I'm probably not going to watch wrestling now. Well, watch WWE. It's not AEW. Mm-hmm. All you got to worry about. There's not blood there. You're all still weirds me out a little bit. Which part about it? I don't know. Just the like wrestling and underwear, and then. Oh, yeah. Those girls, too, that wrestle yeah, a lot. Nice. It's like 50-50 now, honestly. And I mean, really? now, like my favorite match from the one I went to with my dad was the women's war games match. Like they they're amazing because, I mean, the a lot of I mean, because you see a lot of the uh, aerobic things that, 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 you know, like the women will do off the cages are just I mean, they just there's it just seems like they're just more in, like prone to be able to do a lot of it because a lot of them, you know, have come from backgrounds with gymnastics more so than men. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of their faces tend to be wrestling more. So, you know, like a wrestling base. So you can see them kind of, you know, the gymnastics have to switch to wrestling and wrestling has to switch to some of the other. So with the exception of kind of the Mexican elite ray fighters, which, you know, with the masks, which are pretty cool. (laughs) This is so much that you never ever wanted to know. And it's awesome. I know so much now. Now I know a lot. 
I'll, I will come to you with any uh, any wrestling questions. And I am not going to wait by the phone for that call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thanks so much for um, being on here today. And yes, welcome back from Thanksgiving, everyone. Let's go get them, Tiger. Then we got Christmas. Yeah, well, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Bye.